Good afternoon, everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRCV Talk Station. We're excited to be with you again another Sunday, and we're talking about this week how we all age. Yes. We all grow older. It is inevitable. And we're all doing it at the same rate, one day at a time. One day, one one little day at a time, right? One second, one minute, one hour, one day at a time. We're all aging at the same rate. Some of us look like we're doing it faster. <laughs> so, some of us, some of us do look like we're doing it faster. Some you know, of us look like we're moving at a breaknecking pace towards the <laughs> towards finish the line, and some of us look like we're tiptoeing along. <laughs> You're on a roll today. I like one it. of my friends, Dr. B.J. Hardick, right. the author of Align Your Health, the book that we use in our office is near flipping 50 years old and he looks like he's 30. And every time I see him, I'm like, BJ, dude, well, how are you looking younger every time I see you? But the guy eats mostly a plant-based diet. What he eats in meat, it's uh, pasture-raised stuff. He gets adjusted. He drinks lots of water. You know, he loves weird beverages like kombucha and right. you know, green tea and right. this and that. Right. He's 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 found the fountain of youth, which is just what have these cultures that have done amazing, you know, and their health done. And then he just starts incorporating a lot of their habits. He exercises all the time. He's a very outgoing, positive, free, you know, loving person. He's just very, um, very fun to be around. And so like, I, I think when I think of people who I look up to in terms of how they've aged, I think he's one of them. Absolutely. You know, there's some people that you can, um, you know, not a personal friend, but when you look at Jack LaLanne, um, he's I was a, getting ready to say Jack. I took it right from out from under you. What was Jack's profession, by the way? He, he was a chiropractor. He was a chiropractor. He, he had it right. Listen, he understood the philosophy. He was, he aged brilliantly. There was another gentleman right here. You know, a lot of you in Cincinnati might have known him, uh, Dr. Reaver, Dr. H.R. Reaver. He was a very famous chiropractor, and we were lucky enough to have him in the northern Cincinnati suburbs. In fact, he battled for, um, you know, chiropractors having med- uh, chiropractic licenses. He did. Uh, he actually went to jail on multiple occasions for practicing medicine out of li- without a license when medicine wouldn't give chiropractic a license medically and chiropractic had to go and create its own chiropractic boards for licensure. But what was neat about him is in his well into his 90s, he was still practicing, adjusting still patients. Still practicing, still playing tennis. I mean, he adjusted your mom day. in his 90s. My, mo- my mom was a patient of his. My, he, my mom was still getting adjusted by him well into his 90s. He still played tennis every day. He was a wonderful, healthy, vibrant person well into his old age. And, and looking at those people, um, finding those people who have aged wonderfully um, is, is such an amazing... And then, and then dissecting and then taking it apart. How did they do that? I'll give you an ex- uh, uh, challenge over the next hour. Think of the the female who you think has aged the most gracefully, whether it's personally or um, somebody in, in news or media, because I, I want to know who that is. There you uh, go. A female who has aged gracefully. So here's the thing. Everyone ages and grows older, right? I mean, I, I hate to report this, but here's the reality is there are people that have the most muscle mass in terms of percentage that they'll ever have in their 20s, and then they start losing it. So they'll never be stronger. They'll never be more virile. You hear guys talk about this, like guys who are, <laughs> I have a couple of friends. Yeah. I, can't, I can't help but to think about, but they're like, 
back in the day when you know I was wrestling and playing football and doing this and doing that. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. a stud and I had abs <laughs> and I was shredding. It was like their right. heyday was when they right. were freaking twenty well, years old. Wait, wait, isn't there? There's an entire song about it, right? That's um, glory days. Glory right? days. Glory, <laughs> glory days. days. Right. Exactly. Um, it's it's that's a well known phenomenon. It's not just one or two people. It's a very well known phenomenon that that their glory days would have been way back in the and past. And then due to like maybe smoking, drinking, bad nutrition, whatever, women, men alike starting to see crow's feet in their 30s, age spots in their 40s, joint pain in their 50s. Those are some of the warning signs you might be actually aging way too quickly. So here's the thing. Researchers estimate by 2050, so what what are we talking about? We're talking about 31 years from now that about 22% of the entire population will be elderly people. Mm. Wow. But you don't want to just live longer. You want to live longer, feel good, and live the best life you can as you age. Right. And so they're saying that everyone's going to be like decrepit by 2050. <laughs> That's well, you know, it's interesting. There, there, we do have a downward. We do have a downward trend, right? We just have to acknowledge. We just have to let's let's just lay the foundation that there is a downward trend that that we do see. Um, our, our health declining faster. We do have more diseases. We do have more problems. We do have more childhood problems. We do have more like longevity problems. I mean, heck, here's the deal is that out of 43 industrialized countries in the world, the World Health Organization ranks every country in terms of overall health. And there's lots of different factors that come into this. And every single year, the United States comes in dead last we come in dead last. We're forty three out of forty three countries. We, you have you if 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 you have a toilet, if you have running water in your country, you are healthier than a United States person here in the yeah, United States. On average, on average, on average, based based on that data from the World Health Organization, and we have more access. We have more access to modern medicine. We have more access to drugs. We have more access to hospitals. We have more of everything. More of the Western medical culture will not get you to more health more exactly so you can't turn back the clock um you know your genetics you might not be able to change your genetics but you can change the expression and the function of your genes absolutely and we know now that you can do that through taking control over diet and lifestyle to really manage that aging aging process that's what all the research says is never too late to cultivate habits that prevent or even reverse disease processes Based on extensive research, including a Harvard study about longevity that began in the 1930s, there are seven strategies that provide an excellent guide to slow down aging and age healthy. And so we're just going to briefly go through these and then talk a little bit more about some of the things that people want to be concerned about as they age. Number one is choosing the right nutrition plan. Yes. So we use the Accor and the Advanced Plan from um, the Align Your Health book. Yep, from Max Living. But you need to incorporate plenty of nutrient-dense, satisfying foods that are going to help you maintain a healthy weight, minimize your risk of disease. So going into that ma- uh, that Max Living book called Align Your Health and reading about the Core and Nutrition Plan, if you're looking for that, you can find that book. It's, an, it's a best-selling book. Um, literally sold in hundreds of, of uh, offices all over the U.S. and yep. Max Living offices. You can go to AlignHealthCenter.com, click on store and pick up that book. It's my favorite, favorite nutrition book, favorite recipes, favorite workout, you know, yep. regimen in there. Yep. Fa- I mean, like, it's just amazing the, what they put together as a resource it's in that book. Every resource. one of our patients gets that book. 
And and the beautiful thing is is that the two the two meal the two uh, nutrition plans that are in there the core plan and the advanced plan that's all you need. That's all you need. There's two different ones. You, you and 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 once you read about it, you understand how to pick the one that's right for you. How to how to oscillate between them when you need to. Um, and they're beautiful choices. So here's number two. Um, the the second second strategy is find an exercise you enjoy and do it regularly. So we'll get into that and more coming up. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to 55KRC Detox Station. This is Align Your Health, the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. We're talking about how we age. You know, everyone grows older. Everyone, uh, you know, is is aging at the same rate, but some of us look like we're doing it more rapidly. <laughs> how do we avoid that? We talked about picking the right nutrition plan and gave you a resource for that. Um, if you missed it, go back and listen on iTunes. Align Your Health, the podcast. Um, but Jen, then Ashley introduced the second point, which is finding an exercise that you enjoy and doing it regularly. You know, I've never met anyone personally who had chronic high blood pressure who exercised every day. Yep. I've never seen somebody who exercised every day whose skin didn't look younger than their age. Yes. Yep. Yep. I've just personally never seen it. That there's something about sweating and perspiring, drinking clean water and sweating it out. Um, that's amazing. So it's not just about you know looking good and having muscles and being all muscly in the mirror. Right. Um, it's not about having the thigh gap or the right biceps or whatever all the the trend is. Yeah. It's about like just doing the work every day. Understand that your organs are dependent on it. You you want to lower your insulin. You want to sweat and detoxify. You want to get good oxygenation into your cells. Sometimes exercise should be enjoyed just for the sake of exercise being good for you. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that, um, so recently I, I, I've been reading a wonderful book called Atomic Habits and in Atomic Habits, it talks about the science behind developing, um, just fantastic habits and sticking to them. And exercise is one of those things that's always tricky to figure out how to incorporate that into your everyday lifestyle. Right. Um, and so one of the things that, that this, one of the tips that this book gives is never establish a habit that takes more than two minutes and then always stack it onto something that you already do. So if exercise takes so an hour, so I only hour, have to exercise for two minutes. Exactly. So if exercise takes an hour, or it takes twenty minutes or a half an hour. Then how do you add exercise? Right. It's a great question. Well, you don't have to add the exercise. You just have to get yourself to the point. So the habit that you might establish is every single day when I wake up in the morning, I put my shoes and socks on, I you put got- my workout clothes on, and I get in the car. And then you know from there you're just going to the gym. Yeah. Or maybe the habit you establish is every single morning I go in my my um, my basement and I get on my treadmill. Yeah. So for me, I, I know that it. if I can get out of bed, I like to lay out my uh, my workout clothes for the morning. So if I have my um, you know my shorts or my you know pants or whatever that I wear for cycling, um, or if I'm working on the treadmill, the shorts I want to wear. If I lay that stuff out and if I can get it on and get my workout shoes on, or if it's a cycling day and I get myself down to the office where we have our bike, the Peloton, and, and get my Peloton shoes on, if I can do that within a couple minutes of getting out of bed, I'm good to go. Right. So like you said, it's a couple-minute habit. Couple-minute habit. The biggest one is getting out of bed. I think I think exercise in the morning is one of the best things that everybody like 20 minutes. Really that's what the research says it takes. Every day 20 minutes. It doesn't take a lot more than that. 
and that it has to be relatively intense. You got to push yourself a little bit, but 20 minutes of pushing yourself, whether it's intervals or whatever, if you can get in the habit of doing that every day. So whether you wake up at five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, wake up at 440, 5.40, 6.40, 7.40, just wake up 20 minutes earlier and get that exercise in. You'll never regret it. How you feel after your exercise is not how you feel before. Right. You'll never regret it after. You'll always be glad you did it. Your day goes so much better. One of the best things you can do is get in the habit of exercising every day for 20 minutes as soon as you wake up. It's a beautiful, it's a, it's a beautiful, walk the dog, treadmill, cycle, do some push-ups, sit-ups. I don't care what you do. 20 minutes of exercise in the morning is one of the best ways you could possibly start your day. You make better decisions. Your nutrition's better. You hydrate more frequently. You're sweating already in the day. Your blood pressure is better throughout the day. It's amazing what it does. Well, that leads us to what else does that help you do? Well, the next point was managing stress levels. Exercising in the morning helps you manage stress levels, but also finding what's best to help you relax. So in the morning, you know, I like to do my five-minute journal, read a little bit, whether it's <clears throat> in my Bible app on my phone or um, reading uh, a devotional, something that's motivating to me. I like to spend a couple minutes. I usually do it with my cup of coffee. So I'll wake up, exercise, um, grab my cup of coffee, and then do a little bit of reading while I'm catching my breath afterwards. Sometimes I actually will do it in the reverse order. If I wake up and I just want a few minutes to kind of warm up to my morning, having that cup of coffee and reading for a few minutes while I sit down in front of the Peloton while I'm, you know, have my shoes in front of me, that helps me out. But finding ways to manage your stress, um, take a few deep breaths, do yoga, do whatever it is. But there's been research that shows that people who manage their stress levels better age or seem to age, I should say, in terms of their health at a slower rate. They found the fountain of youth in terms of managing stress. Look at a president of the United States before they go into office and when they leave office. What you'll see is they go into office, you know, President Clinton used to dye his hair gray to look the age appropriate to be president. president, When he left the office, his hair was stark white. Right. You know, President Bush, both uh, senior and W they looked horrendous by the time they left office. Right. Right. You can um, tell the stress levels of levels of that job. It kind of scares me as to what Donald Trump might look like. When <laughs> he was, I love him. <laughs> exactly. I'm scared to see what he might look like. Scared to see how much stress that he's going under. Right. Managing stress is, um, is, and you know what, there's a, we have a wonderful, it's one of my favorite podcast episodes is our episode on stress. If you go back into iTunes under line, your health, find our podcast there, listen to that podcast on stress or go to drryanlive.com. Um, and you can check out the podcast there. That's one of my favorite episodes because it really changes our view on on how we look at stress, good stress, bad stress, um, and and what it really means to manage your stress levels. Another one is you know getting getting the adequate sleep, and so researchers say that we should get about eight hours of quality uninterrupted sleep every night. Um, you need to sleep to repair muscle, rejuvenate your mind, and rest your metabolism. You know there is some research that says no matter how much sleep you're getting. Sleeping in the circadian rhythm is important and that there's a certain gap of sleep, um, usually between somewhere between about 10 and 2 in the morning, 9 to 1 in the morning in that area, mm-hmm. that you need to be sleeping those four hours specifically. So in the winter, it's more like 10 to 2 in the uh, – sorry, yes, 
in the summer it's more like ten to two. In the winter it's more like nine to one. Nine to one right? That you need to be in those those gaps, getting those solid four hours of sleep. That that's when you go through the most REM cycles. Um, some research says that it's more about getting in uh, the maximum amount of REM cycles. So therefore, if you can sleep eight hours and have uninterrupted sleep, you know we use things like noise machines and diffusers and, and et cetera. Um, we we co-slept. I just recently noticed this in my. My daughter used to sleep on one side of Ashley. Yeah. And recently she's been sleeping in between us. And she'll put her feet on my back. And during the evening, she doesn't kick, but she just kind of nudges me. She just me. lightly taps you all night and, long. And <laughs> uh, I, I used to wake up just you know naturally maybe two or three times a night to turn over or whatever. And I've been noticing that um, with her sleeping in bed, if I had a Fitbit on, I guarantee it would be like 40 times. <laughs> and right. just that like interrupting my sleep cycles, interrupting REM sleep. I've been exhausted lately. And last night she was not in her bed. She slept in her own bed. Right. And uh, in doing so, I woke up this morning. It was amazing how rested I felt. I just woke up. I was totally energized, ready to wake up. And just so that interrupted sleep, if you have something in your room, a TV you leave on or, you know, a a child or uh, a spouse snoring or whatever, you got to figure out a way um, to manage that, um, maybe earplugs. I'm not saying kick the spouse out of bed, but <laughs> right, earplugs. Right. For you, I know there are times because I get up early and you sleep in a little bit later right. than I do by an hour or two that you'll wear like the sleep mask the when sleep I wake mask, up so right? that the lights when I get ready won't wake you up. Or, or use lavender when I sleep. Yep. All wonderful strategies. Another one's taking the right supplements. Mm. We're not going to dive into this. We've done shows on this. We'll probably do upcoming shows on this. Uh, but get getting in vitamins and minerals and other nutrients that you don't get from food. Uh, I'll just summarize this really quickly is that, uh, you know, there's research that says it would take like 60 apples today to get the nutritional equivalent of one apple back in the 1950s. That's bonkers. That there's just more nutrient density. Our soil was rich in nutrients. Now we farm the soil to the point where, you know, we we damage the soil content. So... Um, I think it's just something that we have to consider that supplements are supplemental. They're there to supplement a good nutrition plan, but they're not optional anymore. No, they're not uh, optional. They're, they're actually very, I mean, here's the thing. You're going to either take supplements now or you're going to end up on medication later. So it's up to you. I would recommend getting on some proper supplementation now. If you're wanting to know how to do that, that's one of the things that we help people out with in our office. So you can give us a call, 513-777-7575. Um, we got a couple more and then I think we're going to go through just, uh, what it looks like to age gracefully in terms of your health. Um, you know, not degenerating, not seeing your joints fall apart, your muscles waste. What does that look like and how do we help people with that? So that's what we'll do coming up. If you want to listen to previous podcasts, we've covered nutrition, supplements, et cetera, you know, how to exercise properly, go to align your health the podcast on iTunes or go to drryanlive.com. If you want to schedule an appointment, go to drryanlive.com or alignhealthcenter.com or give us a call at 777-7575-513-777-7575 and you can schedule an appointment by reaching out to us there. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. 
And today we're talking about, you know, aging and growing older and why does some people look like uh rumple stiltskin and some <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And some people look like um you know, like like uh, a porcelain doll. Right. Uh, how how does that happen? Better yet, you know, if our looks or you know seeing that variation as a reflection of what's happening on the inside, imagine. Um, you know, I, I personally like I'm okay with aging and looking a little rougher on the exterior. I want my insides to look right. like the porcelain doll on a right. cellular level. I want to be the one who's, uh, you know, looking uh, spick and span on the inside. Right. And so. You know, we talked about some of the strategies to get us there. I think we had two more we wanted to go through. We talked about, you know, going back, choosing the right nutrition plan, finding exercise you can do every day, managing stress levels, getting proper sleep and taking supplements. Um, But there's two more and, uh, you know, they deal with our outlook and also um, just our exposure and environment. So. I think they're equally as important. And then we're going to go through some, some you know, things as warning signs. What, what, what do you look out for and how do you manage some of this as you age? So, so um, yeah, number six on this list would be being aware of the environmental toxins that you come in contact with and exposing, um, limiting, uh, limiting your exposure to them. So um, we're focusing on buying organic whenever possible, organic foods whenever possible. We're, drink, we're filtering our water. We're drinking filtered drinking water. Um, Um, You can also, a great resource for this is the Environmental Working Group website, the EWG website. It's www.ewg.org. There is so so much information on this website. It is incredible. There's guides to healthy eating, cleaning products, skin and beauty products that are safe and non-toxic. You can even look up individual ratings for all kinds of beauty um, and cleaning and and all all kinds of products to see where they rank on the scale of toxic to non-toxic and if you should be using them or exposed to them. I love that. Uh, I personally love that website. I love, um, you know, using it as a resource. You know, that's where I check like sunscreen, uh, skincare products, anything that we're using our home as a cleaner. We just found this out the other day that, you know, we're using a brand that we thought was clean based on advertising, whatever. Um, You're really always uh, very good about educating people on, you know, the front of the product. Yeah. The front of the product is the marketing side of the product. And even though (laughs) it says, you know, hey, this is clean and it's this free and that free and, you know, it's yeah. good for you and et cetera. The right. back of the product will tell you what's really in it. And so EWG does a great job of evaluating the ingredients based on their toxicity levels and giving you a rating of how toxic is that product actually. I love that. Um, so avoiding toxicity, I think this is one of our big issues nowadays that, you know, people who may find themselves aging rapidly um, especially if you're 30, I would even say 40 years and older, this is not a problem that you had to be worried about previously, Right. but it's something that currently is one of the major problems with health. And so it's something that if you're not keen to this, you want to get keen to it and figure out how to start avoiding toxicity. I love this last one. It's a great one. Um, the seventh point on here is maintaining an optimistic outlook about life and to sustain quality relationships with others. Um, 
this is this one's in my wheelhouse. I love I love I'm optimistic to probably to a fault. Um, but I think that really um, knowing that I think what this is spe- really speaking to is maintaining that positive mindset is that your mindset is crucial. And as you age and as you grow older, maintaining your mindset and making sure that the things that you're thinking about are are good that dwell on the good and the beautiful and dwell on those thoughts and making sure that your mindset um, is staying fixed on on the things that it should be on on your relationship with God on your relationship with your family on your on on you know on po- on creating positivity and knowing that you know what even when you encounter stress knowing that your outlook on the stress determines whether it's good stress or bad stress for you so when I was in graduate school one of the projects that we had is I had to go to a nursing home and I had to interview the oldest people I could find at the nursing home. So, um, you're supposed to do like, I don't remember how many it was, 10 interviews and, uh, in true, um, high volume, uh, let's get as much done as we can as quickly as possible (laughs) fashion. I invited, um, all the people that I could find uh, in the hallways and the game areas and everything of the nursing home into the uh, area where they could get coffee and whatever and uh, sat down and, and got them all coffee and then questioned, you know, asked them a bunch of questions. And I remember asking them about their health and about certain things. And, and I remember asking the oldest ones of the group, those ladies was 104, those ladies was 100, those ladies was 96, and asking them what is the key to longevity and keeping your health as you age. And, you know, the, the, what's funny is the 104 year olds, 100 year olds, 96 year olds were moving around with more pep in their step than the 80 year olds. Right. And so I said, what's the key to, you know, keeping your, your youth? And, um, it was funny. I remember, uh, all three of the oldest ones saying, um, I just get up every day and enjoy life. And I, and I just try to be positive and I try to, Try to really, um, you know, just see the best in everything I'm doing. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like their outlook. Their outlook had everything to do with how – because it, it affected everything. It affected how they approached life. It affected how they how they actually went about seeking their health care. It went about how they viewed exercise. It went about how they handled stress. It had everything to do with how they handled their relationships. So it was amazing that just their – their perspective was their their key ingredient. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. I don't think I ever told you that story. No, I no. You know what? It's <laughs> I feel like I just met you. I've never heard that story at all. I didn't, I didn't know that story at all. It's a wonderful story. So you know, let's talk about some of the things that people face as they're growing older. So one of them is you know we got this article here about increasing in years and decreasing in height. I remember this gentleman came into my office. He was from the Carolinas, and he had been a patient for a couple months. And he came into my office one day after being a patient for a few months and said, write this down on that wall. We had a wall of celebrations. <laughs> right. Write this down up on that wall. We're like, Herb, what's going on? He was in his <laughs> 80s, and he said, when I was a young man, I was over six foot. And I haven't been over six foot for 25, 30 years. But I went to my doctor today, and I measured over six foot tall. And he was talking about getting adjusted his chiropractic, changing his kyphosis and his posture. That's um, amazing. And his medical doctor was like, Herb, you're over six foot again. What's <laughs> going on? 
So here's the, the thing is that shrinking, you know, um, when we talk about shrinking, we're talking about, you know, not honey, I shrunk the kids, but losing height as you age. Right, right. It can really occur. And we're seeing this, um, you know, I used to tell people it occurred and, and you know, we'd see it as early as the 30s. Now we're actually seeing it due to uh, kyphosis and forward head posture and tech neck from technology in people's 20s. Ugh. Men typically lose an inch or more between 30 and 70, and women lose two inches during that period. After 80, most people lose another inch. So, I mean, at one point you were 5'5", five five and now you're struggling to be 5'2". That's you know? crazy. And uh, for men, I mean, you know, men being six foot and then measuring 5'7", that's crazy. So what are the health implications? Oh, the that? health implications. Here's the thing is... You know, losing some height can be perfectly normal to some degree because some of our tissues, like our our cartilage and stuff, some of it's going to deteriorate just from usage over time. We can offset some of that with good nutrition and collagen and the right minerals and stuff like that. But the implications of postural changes. So when you see people as they get older, rounding forward. Right. Their back becoming more rounded, a dowager's hump forming, head forward. The research says that kyphotic posture takes 15 years off somebody's life. Wow. That, that The articles that come out of the Archives of Internal Medicine and the Journal of the American Geriatric Society have shown that when people lose height due to degeneration of the spine, it has a direct link to mortality. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to avoid that if you feel like you've been losing height. Yes. Uh, if you want some help, give us a call at 513-777-7575. But coming up, we're going to talk more about how to stay young as you grow old. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. I feel glorious, glorious. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. We're talking about growing younger as we grow older. That's right. How do we – everybody wants to, um, to feel good, keep their, their health, uh, maintain longevity, and uh, not you know, decrease in their functionality. Um, nobody wants to break a hip and then you know go down that pathway of disease that seems to happen. Um, but even before that, when do we start worrying about this? If you're listening, you're like, "But I'm not old, right?" But now's the time to start listening to it. Or you're listening, to this, you're like, "But I'm already old." <laughs> yeah, but we're all getting older, so so you know we're talking about strategies. Um, we talked about some nutritional things and exercise mindset. You know, being positive. These are all important factors. And, you know, I'd also interject this, that um, if you're judging your health right now by looking good or feeling good, then you're missing it. Every single drug ad you hear tells you to judge your health based on how you feel. Exactly. And hang on. And these are the people who spend millions on learning how to market in a way that sells them more drugs. So if the people who want to sell more drugs are telling you not to worry about your health unless you feel X, Y, and Z, then you know the worst way to manage your health is to do it based on feeling. Exactly. And the best way to manage your health is to do it based on knowing. Knowing what's right for your cellular function, knowing what's right for 
respirating oxygen, knowing what's right for moving your joints. Like you have to have a strategy. So that's why we take a five essentials approach. Chiropractic care, critical. Anybody that has a spine needs to be getting adjusted. Anybody that has a spine needs it moving well. Anybody that has a spine needs three 45-degree curves from the side. Everybody that has a spine needs proper alignment. Everybody that needs a spine needs three axes of motion. They need you know, 60 degrees of cervical flexion and 50 degrees of extension, 45 degrees of lateral bending, and 80 degrees of rotation in their neck. And if your neck's not moving like that, if your low back doesn't move properly, these joints aren't moving, it's going to result in damage to your spine. It's going to result ultimately because of your nervous system and spinal cord. It will result in disease of other organs. The archives of internal medicine said that degeneration of your spine is independently associated with increased risk of all causes of mortality. What that means is that regardless of whether you smoke, regardless of whether you drink, regardless of whether you exercise or not, that if your spine degenerates, your risk of dying of everything, all causes, goes up independent, meaning regardless of what else you do. So healthy spine, healthy healing body, damaged spine, poorly healing body, guess what? You can't feel most subluxations. You can't feel degeneration. Just like you can't feel a cavity until it's too late, you won't know that your spine has a subluxation until it's too late. That's incredible. That's, that's, that, that is why feeling cannot be the indicator of where your health is. Because you can't, there, there are just things that there are thresholds um, that you like, let's use your heart an example, right? That every single tissue in your body has a threshold to where you start to feel pain. So and, and all of those all of those organs have different thresholds. Well, you, all right. So use your heart. When do you feel the effects of a heart attack? You start getting that numbness and tingling down your arm when you're having the heart attack. Right. Like you're having the heart attack. You're about right. to. Fifty percent of those die. So your first sign of a heart attack is a symptom that happens when you're having the heart attack. So waiting until you feel the problem is too late. And that's one of the misconceptions about when we age and taking care of ourselves. But I didn't feel that bad until, or, or I just bent over to pick this up the other day and that happened. Or I, I never had a heart problem, but now I can't get out of tachycardia. Well, that's because you've been managing your health based on how you feel, not how you heal. Yes. Our patients, the ones that we educate, they follow the right nutritional information. They exercise daily. They have uh, a gratitude journal or some sort of uh, way of managing their their mindset. They use a product called Detox System for daily detoxification. They get adjusted on a regular basis, and they do home care exercise. This sounds like a lot, but it's really simple. Some of you guys... Some of you guys don't detoxify every day. You smoke a cigarette. Some of you guys don't, you know, follow a nutritional plan, but you drive out of your way to go eat the wrong thing. Some of you guys don't take supplements every day. You pop six medications. Some of you guys don't exercise every day, but you work your butt off to to drive around for 10 minutes to avoid that five-minute walk to the front door. <laughs> right. So, like, you're already doing it. You're already putting in the time. You're already putting in the energy. It's just are you putting in the right things or the wrong things? Right. You know, going back to the chiropractic side of this, one of the patients um, 
that came in just recently was talking about, I'm feeling better. I feel, she said, I don't know how to, how to explain this, but I feel like I'm healing better. I actually feel like I did five or 10 years ago. She's like, I don't know how to explain it. I, do, I can't put my finger on what's feeling better, but I just feel like I feel younger. I feel like I felt five or 10 years ago. That's incredible. And I pulled out a study for her that Ashley and I have talked about on many occasions about telomeres. Yes. About our DNA. So you guys have seen DNA, the double-stranded helix, double helix, where you have these two strands that are connected. It looks like a ladder that's twisted. And on the end of the ladder, you have you know the part of the ladder that you would put on the ground, the, the two little pieces that extend at the end of the ladder. That would be the telomeres or the telomeres of your DNA. They're supposed to be long. And what the research shows is that they shrink by 1% every year on average. So what that means is that if they had 100%, that every year they shrink by 1%, which means you roughly have on average about 100 years of telomere length. Now, certain things can actually shrink your telomeres rapidly. There are lifestyle factors, you know, things that we know we shouldn't be doing. I use, I always use smoking because I just think that's like everybody knows it's wrong. Right, right. <laughs> Even the people who smoke know they shouldn't. Right. Um, I have a patient that came in. She's been smoking her whole life since she was 15. She has told me last week, Dr. Ryan, I'm quitting smoking or I quit wow. smoking. I'm like, wow, that's remarkable. She's in her 70s. Could you imagine? Wow. How cool is that? But your telomere length shortens at an average of 1% per year. Certain things shrink it faster. They did a study on chiropractic patients, and they showed that people who had been under chiropractic care for a certain period of time, their length of their telomeres was increasing by about 3%. And so instead of it shrinking by one, it increased by three. That's remarkable. So they were literally gaining years of damage to their DNA back. That's remarkable. They were reversing time. They they were like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> they had found the fountain of youth. Right. They were Benjamin Button, <laughs> growing younger as they grew older. How many of you guys would like that? Like none of us want to be born old and, and die a baby. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like feeling better and, and feeling younger as you age. And how cool would it be? I had this patient one time that I was new into practice in my first year. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I just graduated. <laughs> I was learning from my mentor. And I bumped into a guy that I had known for most of my life. He was a friend of my dad's. And I was like, hey, you need to come in and you know come see us at Discover Chiropractic. And he, he said, I used to go there. And I was like, oh, uh, why don't you go there anymore? <laughs> and he goes... You know, I used to go there. I went there for a decade. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I've been under chiropractic here my whole life. And I'm a chiropractor. And I'm like, why, why would you quit? And he said, you know, it's funny. He said, I went in for neck pain. It got better. But after I got out of my neck pain, for nine more years I went and I didn't feel any different from the time I started after my neck pain got better to the time that I left. And I said, that's remarkable. That's amazing. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, how old were you started? 40. How old were you quit? 50. You felt as good at 50 as you did at 40? And he goes, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. If you want a doctor that's going to help you feel that way, reach out to us. Give us a call. 
Align Your Health. You can reach us at 513-777-7575, alignhealthcenter.com. You're listening to Align Your Health. Thanks for spending your Sunday afternoon with us. Until next week, you're listening to 55KRC, Detox Station.